Hello, and welcome to Be Still, Be Free. My name is Amber Miller, and I'm here today with Sarah Godey and Monica Steely. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. Hey, hey. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, this episode is an- another thing that we are trying, a new thing that we're looking at doing, and it's called a deep dive. If you've been with us for this last series, we have just finished up a series called Be in the Spirit, and uh, we talked about being mindful of your tongue mm-hmm. the first week with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about being sustained stained with mm-hmm. Monica the second week and the last week we talked about righteousness That's right. um, and so the deep dive is uh, supposed to be a time for the three of us to come together and recap the series and and but go a little bit deeper like that's right. why it's called a deep dive and to talk about more um, on a personal level um, what this series has spoken to us means to us and some ways that uh, we can relate to it yep. personally yeah. we just want to give our listeners a chance to connect with us on a personal level um, and kind of share some of our own experiences. Cause I think sometimes in life you're just looking for someone else that you know is struggling. And we do like often off air, we often talk about how, (laughs) Oh, this was so good for me. And this was my takeaway. And I can't believe how much I learned. And I didn't realize I was struggling with this and y'all don't get to hear that. So we thought we would try something a little different and give you an opportunity to hear what we struggle with. It's like a deep dive into our soul. That's right. We're going to <laughs> we're getting vulnerable and raw with our we listeners. We want to be righteous with you. Um, and <laughs> like, that's right. We want to be in right relationship. Um, like Amber said, you know, we have are wrapping up a series. We're trying a couple of new things. Hopefully you all have been able to um, see the, hear the interview, see our mm-hmm. video. Um, it's a lot of fun new stuff going on. And we'd love to hear back from you and, and know if – did you like this? Did you not like this? Is it working for you? It's not working yeah. for you. You're interested. You're not interested um, because we don't know if you don't tell us. Yeah. Um, so please feel free to comment, to send us an email, whatever, and just say, <laughs> Just be hey. mindful of your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> no, try, try to be in right relationship with us and make sure that you're being sustained in the Speak power kind. of Christ. Uh, <laughs> give us constructive Lord. criticism laced with love. <laughs> agape, agape. Um, so anyways, I'm going to moderate today and I get to interview Monica and and Amber, and we get to kind of pick their brains a little bit. Um, in the hot seat. <laughs> Monica's <laughs> neck is turning red already. In the <laughs> um, so I just want to dive in. We're going to go in the order of our series. We're going to talk a little bit about being mindful of the tongue, mm-hmm. being sustained in Christ, and being righteous. I've got a couple of questions to ask each of you to kick off the first question, Monica. Yeah. Um, hey, we have talked a little bit about uh, prior to recording, even just in thinking about the series and you and I discussing the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things that really kind of hit home with you with some um, things that were going on between churches, people, mm-hmm. things that were being said. And it really just uh, helped us decide that we wanted to to do this whole tongue thing because what we say affects other people. Tell me and tell our listeners a little bit about this, this issue for you. Um, I am a a very sensitive person and I don't necessarily show that, but um, I am very loyal. And I also, um, when people are disloyal, like I tend to take that a lot deeper than the average person. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been, and I talked about this a little bit in the series introduction, there have been several instances where I have seen or heard people verbally assaulting or bashing the church, whether it be my church, church leadership at my church, other churches that people go to, mm-hmm. 
what have you, um, in a very, like, I understand frustrations that people have and I understand issues that people have, or if, uh, they disagree with the way things are handled, but their reactions to it have been so dramatic that, um, that I have clothed myself in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've gotten very, not even defensive. I just am, I, I, I had said it this way, the church, whether it be my individual church, the body of Christ is the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so any assaulting, any gossiping, any slandering, any verbal attack, you are attacking the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God frowns on that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just think that with being mindful of our tongues, you can have your disagreements, you can have your issues, you can have things that have, you've been hurt by, you can present those, but Mm -hmm. they need to be done in a way that is not just storming up to somebody on a random day of the week when you see them and just laying into them or ripping them a new one or attacking character or assaulting integrity. It, that is where we have to be mindful and that's where it comes from. And it's happened to people that I'm close to. It's happened to people that I love. It's happened to people I don't even know, but I think it's an epidemic of, well, I'm offended. So I get to just lash out because that's what happens on news stations. That's what happens on social media. That's what happens on, you know, Jerry Springer shows or in the new, like yep. everywhere you turn, people are lashing out and attacking each other. And it is the most anti Christ-like characteristic that I could, I even can see. And so, um, I just, I take it very personally, maybe because my husband's in ministry and I've worked at church for 14 years. Um, I've had my own issues with every place that I've worked, be it in ministry or church or what have you, but I still never would publicly just go to town or feel Mm -hmm. the freedom to just say everything that I feel because it's the bride of Christ and those people are under God's authority. And like David said, who am I to touch God's anointed? That's right. Yeah. Who the heck am I? Well, and it's interesting that you would say that too, because now that we have done our Be Righteous series, (laughs) we understand that it's right relationships. So when Mm -hmm. you walk up to someone and you are not being mindful of what you're saying, how you're saying it, the timing Mm -hmm. of when you're saying it, um, you are not edifying a right relationship. Yeah. Right. You are, you are just completely demolishing anything about the right relationship. And so you're not being righteous in that moment. If you're not being righteous in that moment, you're not being of God, right? right? There's, there's a brokenness there. And you said something, and that's going to lead us into this second question for you, um, that you often clothe yourself in things Mm -hmm. that are happening to other people that Mm -hmm. are not yours to be clothed in, Mm -hmm. right? You become too, too emotionally involved in something that really isn't yours to be involved in at that level. Um, When you're doing that, that probably is a a whole problem with your being sustained in the power of Christ. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about how you've had, I know you've walked through this. This is something we've talked about a lot over the last few months about clothing yourself and, and not doing that. Having done this being sustained series now, talk to me about how this is connecting the dots for you and, and giving you freedom because you'll be able to right. recognize what you're doing. You know, it's so, it's so funny. I, I want, I'll back up for a second first to the, to the mindful thing and just say, you, you don't ever really know the aftershocks of those type of situations. Like, like the person that is the one doing the, the, verbal attack or whatever it may, you don't understand the ripple effect and the aftershocks of that. So 
Um, so when those things happen and, and if they have happened and personally affected me, then when I see kind of those things happening to other people that don't affect me, it's still a residual feeling left over from, and I think there's a righteous anger in that. Yeah, like, you know, for there sure. is a, a, such a thing as righteous anger. And I think that it's okay that you get yes. angry about something that you see, but you can't give it hands and feet. Yes. And so I have realized, um, and I think I did a be free Friday about this. I have realized like, I'll just hear about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it could not even be where I live. It could <laughs> just be someone else's thing that I read about somewhere. But um, my personality type, my sensitivity, like I, it's like I skin that thing and mm-hmm. I put it on myself as a mm-hmm. jacket and I zip it up and I put the hood on and I pull <laughs> it tight and I just walk around with it. Um, and God has been so sweet to like just whisper and like tap on my shoulder and be like, that's not you. Yeah. You know, and really kind of show me you are getting so you are letting this be an idol. Um, it is becoming everything and you're not trusting mm-hmm. me in it. And really, it's none of your business. Like, first mm-hmm. of all, it's none of your concern. But second, um, he just I've, I, it has required constant, constant prayer. Yeah, um, it is still my first natural tendency. Um, but when I recognize it takes me a little while, but when I recognize that that's what I'm doing, like I have to, like we talked about and be sustained, like hurl and fling that thing off. And sometimes it's time and time again, Mm -hmm. because it's not a habit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have to hurl it. I have to fling it and then just choose. Okay, Lord, I just take my hands off and I'm trusting that you're in control. I don't need to know the outcome. I don't ever need to see an outcome. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I just need to trust you with where I'm at. And, um, I mean, that's, I've had to do that with things that don't have anything of concern to me. I've had to do it with things with my kids where, oh, that's you know, like hardest. I know, like, yeah. so with my daughter and I'm, I don't want to like talk about her too much, but like, I just, I know things that she's capable mm-hmm. of and she doesn't, mm-hmm. but I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do it for her. I can't be her Holy Spirit. I can't create, like it has to be her thing. And mm-hmm. I got to let God sustain me and mm-hmm. let God sustain her. Yeah. Um, and with other people that I love, if they're struggling through something, like I have to establish boundaries. I'm not the Holy Spirit to right. fix it. I'm not God yeah. to fix it. I'm not the Savior to fix it. Right. It has to be you. And so I have to just allow God to sustain me and trust that he's sustaining them too. And it's just, it's hard because sometimes I just see everybody's everything and think it's up. I have, there's something I need to be doing to help fix it. And, um, most of the time it's God's job and not mine. Well, I think Mm. that's part of, um, part of our problem in America right now is everybody, especially because of the ease of social media. Mm -hmm. Um, we all think that we have to be a part of the fix, right. And that we, we know, we, we know what needs to be fixed and what I feel about that person is the right thing. And I mean, Lord forbid we ever just deny ourselves the right to exercise the first amendment and just learn to keep our mouths shut. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just cause you have a right to do something doesn't mean you should do something. Right. You know, I tell the kids all the time, there's a difference between needing something and wanting something and needing for the world to hear how you feel about something and yeah. wanting the world to hear how you feel about something is different. And I'm going to tell you something else. Very rarely is anything ever changed the power of a Facebook post. Nope. Okay. Very, very rarely is your Facebook post changing the world for the better. You know, usually it's just fueling the fire. Yeah. How many comments do you get? This is, huh? 
Yeah. That really made I me never think. Thought never about thought about it that about way. That. I've yeah. totally changed my position. Yeah. So you just said something, Monica, about the sustaining and you need to hurl that. You need to throw it over the cliff. And we were talking, I can't remember if it was off air, if we were on air, but we were talking about laying something down at the feet of Jesus yes. and how easy it is to pick it right back up. Miss Amber, <laughs> uh, talk a I little bit. That you forgot I was here. <laughs> <laughs> talk a little bit, because I know you were the one that was saying about how easy it is to pick stuff back up again. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, can you think of something specific in your life or just maybe it's just a hard thing? Like you don't really hurl things over the cliff. You just kind of lay them down and it's just so easy mm. to pick them back up again. Is there anything? This is not one of the questions. I, know, I, wasn't, I wasn't, but I think it's such a <laughs> good way harder because I think that more people, especially women, I think we pick things back up again that we should have laid down, buried, mm. covered, set fire to and we don't it's just so much like one hand one hand on it you know never completing completely letting go um yeah um i this is so not one of the things i I told the ladies i would not catch them off guard i totally caught amber off guard um yeah i think there's a middle school version of me that is so insecure and so um uninvited Mm. that I I put her you know she should have grown up Mm -hmm. and um should have laid her down flung her off but I'm telling you it is such a battle every single day not to put on that insecurity Mm -hmm. and that uninvited seventh grader that felt so alone and um unwanted and so Gosh, when I pick thing. that up and it cl- it covers everything that I hear people mm-hmm. say to me, everything that, um, you know, I, people are doing mm-hmm. and I'm not invited mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. I have to battle that Again, all the time. Again, social media is a huge mm-hmm. um, play in some of those feelings, too, because it's in your face. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Ryland and I were speaking um, about Snapchat and he said, you know, I... I'm thinking about just deleting it for a while. And I said, really, why? And he said, it's just so much drama. It's just so much drama. And he just doesn't want to see it because it's in your face all the time. And the whole female side of that of being left out or um, why why was I left out? Why wasn't I invited? Mm -hmm. Am I not good enough? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not cool enough. Do they not want me here? And it just goes on and, and you feed all those lies in your mind. The number of times I've thought the sentence, maybe they just don't want me, Mm -hmm. is scary and i'm reading it's the reason why that so quickly like came to mind for me even though it did catch me off guard is um because i am reading lisa turker's book uninvited right Uh now and it really has helped me think through like some of this that i've picked up that i didn't realize i picked up and one of the things that she talks about in this book is a scientific study that they did where they um they measured someone's brain activity when they were rejected Mm. and there's actually a physical pain that occurs when someone is rejected mm-hmm. that it's soothed with Tylenol. Mm. Wow. wow. It's soothed with Tylenol. That's how it's painful kind of rejection is for kind us. Of, yeah. Wow. And I would say having two high schoolers gone through middle school, 
um, survived Facebook, uh, there are a lot of women out there that feel the way you do. Mm-hmm. They have not that their middle school version is still haunting them. Yeah, they lay it down, they pick it up, they lay it down, they pick it up, they lay it down, they pick it up, and you can see it because it's all over their yeah. Facebook. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Or yeah. uh, what about them? What about them? Or can mm-hmm. you believe this? Can you believe that? It, but then what follows that is, especially if you're a believer and you know that you shouldn't have picked it up and mm-hmm. you know how you behave was immature. Then there's the shame that comes on you That's afterwards right. and you just keep getting, you know, it's a vicious cycle. go down and down the spiral. Such a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It is such a vicious cycle. Um, let's continue with you, Amber. Another question Great. I have for you. Um, when we talk about the tongue, you and I are both verbal processors. Yeah. Um, good and bad, right? People yeah. don't usually have to worry about what we're thinking. Um, how they already know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you know, with that come a lot of hard lessons also, especially if you're truly trying to be Christ-like, um, talk to me a little bit in our audience about being a verbal processor and what some of those challenges look like to be being mindful of your tongue. Yeah. I super relate to like what you were talking about on the be mindful week about, um, just, being high discernment or low mercy and just feeling like everyone should hear what I have to say yeah, <laughs> because I'm obviously right. Uh, I have something to say <laughs> for those of us that aren't that way. We're married to one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that's a, that's a hard lesson to learn. Okay. I actually wrote a blog post about this several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we actually shared it on B when I wrote it yes, we did. and we did. it was, um, a situation that I had been in where I felt righteous indignation mm-hmm. of which was actually not righteous at all. And I flung word arrows is how mm. I described it because that's what I, I did just mm-hmm. slung them all over the place. Amber can be a lot of, a little hot headed sometimes. Yep. Just a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, and something it's all like where you come from in my family being authentic was valued higher than being uh careful Mm -hmm. and so if you said what you thought if you were being honest well at least you were being honest Mm -hmm. and and which is not right it's not Mm -hmm. righteous but um it's something that is a mindset that i have to overcome and well i think what's interesting is it might not be wrong in that environment, it may not have been wrong either. And I think that's sure. why we have to be astute to the environment that we're mm-hmm. in yes. and who our listeners are. Yeah. Right. We, we have to understand everyone has a different backstory than what we have. Yes. And that there's a lot of wisdom in that. We talk about that in the podcast about asking for wisdom, that God says he will grant us the wisdom of knowing when to speak and when to hold our tongue. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, we should link up to that blog post. Yeah. Yeah. So but um, you can go back and read that. Monica actually held me accountable to that whole situation. And um, and it was a huge learning lesson for me because I don't know with as many confrontations as I've had, which unfortunately are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had anyone hold me spiritual accountable mm-hmm, to it mm-hmm. and say, I don't care what you thought. I don't mm-hmm. care that if it was right or wrong, you shouldn't have said it. It was not your place. Right. And. Honest, I like I don't know that that's ever happened before and it was so it was a huge yeah and it ever since has held me accountable to my words that's awesome. not that I've been perfect by well, no. any stretch of the imagination well and I think that that's an important 
thing to remember here. We're all going to have bends in life. We're all going to have the natural tendencies. It's about being aware of what our natural weaknesses and tendencies are so that we can capture them and be proactive with them instead of reactive and living in the flesh. And I will say, like, if you are like me and Sarah and you have that natural bent towards, um, you know, what – verbally processing Mm -hmm. you need a friend like monica or Mm -hmm. like andy my husband Mm -hmm. that will hold you accountable Mm -hmm. and who's kind of like the yin to your yang Mm -hmm. who will Mm -hmm. say i know that you feel this Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to say this well and i often go to chris and and say hey i'm thinking about having this conversation or hey i wrote this email could you read it for me and make sure that it sounds okay yeah Um, i've done that with you you i do that several times and i think that's a practical application for someone who's built like us to have that safe person to be your guider your your guide and, and guidance yeah in well and understanding your flaws words. like That's understanding right. like this is something that i am not great at That's right. i may i may not mean for it to come across a certain way or whatever yeah. and having someone who you can almost be your interpreter and be yeah. like i know what you're trying to say here mm-hmm. but you it's not going to come out. across <laughs> yeah, yeah your filter. It's your filter yeah sometimes yeah. you need a filter yeah. Right? yeah some of us need filters some of us need pushers yeah, I was just going to say, like, sometimes I need Greg to help, like, I'll, you know, read mm-hmm. or if I was there's a conversation and he's like, it's okay to be a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, or right. push back a little Permission. bit more or whatever, because my natural tendency is to just Hold retreat yeah. and be like, yeah, sure, everything's fine, whatever. Yeah. Well, and that's the being in right relationship with each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's another reason why it's so important that we be in right relationship with one another so that we can encourage, sharpen give wisdom to insight and help the other person be a better person instead of that was stupid. Why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Again, your words are so important that, you know, if you say something with the wrong tone, with the wrong words, then the right relationship can completely, can completely shift. You know, just like the verses that I read, we're talking about it'd be life or death. It can be salt and light, or it can be, you know, muddy Mm -hmm. the water. It words are so powerful. Yeah. So that, you've got to be very mindful of that perception and tension gap. But if you are open to having people in your life that can help you communicate better or stronger, whichever way it needs to be, then that's being in right relationship. And that glorifies God. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good that comes out of that. Let's talk about the right relationship. I love that we learned that righteousness is really about being in a right relationship Mm -hmm. um, with God and with others, not Mm -hmm. one or the other. It's not about having a right relationship with God. And it really doesn't matter what happens in the home life and you're standing in the truth of your home life or whatever, right? The truth is God, and what your relationship with God will be reflective of what happens in your other relationships. And if your other relationships are failing, you need to probably take a look back at your relationships with God and say, hey, where are the spokes not coming into the hub? I mean, that was such a beautiful picture of what that should look like. Um, Talk to me, Amber. I know that you have had a relationship before that um, was not in right relationship. Share a little bit about that with us and what you've learned. And so this is, um, it's another like hard lesson, but um, when I, I think everyone should go to counseling, first of all. Amen. And in counseling, I learned some things about myself that I tend to um, have a little bit of like a savior complex Mm -hmm. with people and um, like try to help uh, people to the point that I become like their rescuer yeah and my counselor called it rescuer amber are you being rescuer amber it's the most (laughs) annoying thing ever but it was super like truthful and um and i think that that stemmed from a deep-seated fear that 
God would not rescue me and I needed to rescue mm-hmm. myself and therefore rescue others. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a relationship with someone where I stepped into that role of the rescuer. And I, this is after counseling, after I knew mm-hmm. that was my tendency mm-hmm. and I recognized it in myself and other people recognized it <laughs> in me and called me out on it. And I still continued in that relationship mm-hmm. and to an unhealthy degree. Yeah. When you do that with people, um, you know, you can see the effects on it. That is not your place. Right. You are not in right relationship with that person right. when you're doing that. And I was not in right relationship with that person, but it was an indication of an, uh, of not being in right relationship with the Lord, I feel like. And um, that's something that I've, another hard lesson that I've had, had to, to learn, learn, that I had to I step away from. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, though. I think sometimes as women, um, we want to take the role of Jesus mm-hmm. in the lives of people. Yeah. We are supposed to be like Jesus, but we are not supposed to be Jesus. There's yeah. a difference between the two. We can love people like Jesus loves them, but we can't be Jesus. We cannot change them the way Jesus can change them. Right. We cannot help them the way that Jesus can help them. And when people are coming to us more than they're going to God, we've become an idol in their lives, and they've become an idol in ours. And there's this unhealthy about helper being helped you know, relationship that goes on. And I had to learn that early on that, you know, I've got to quit trying to be Jesus all the time to them. I'm not called to be Jesus. I'm just called to be like Jesus. So it's two totally different things. And I think there's a lot of insight in that. What I'd like to ask you all now, just from the series that we've done, two takeaways. Monica, you first. Um, I think one of the first takeaways would be, I mean, I, I know this was the week that I did, but I need, well, of course that's going to be I, your takeaway. <laughs> look at Monica. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so Monica. I mean, look at me. Look at me. You're just so um, bold. She's turning red. I, just, I know. So, I just, I con- I constantly need the reminder that God is the one that sustains mm-hmm. and nobody else. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's very easy for me to put that expectation on other people. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for me to put the expectation on myself that I'm supposed to sustain other people. Um, and so I, that's that's the reminder that I need to take away. Like, yeah. it's a job only God can do. It's a job he can only do for me. It's a job he can only do for the people in my life. Even as a parent, I think mm-hmm. it's important as moms. If you're a mom listener, you are not supposed to be what sustains your kids. Right. Sorry. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. But you're not. If yeah. you are being Jesus, if you're being the Jesus for them, then then you're not you're, you've become their idol. Mm-hmm. You need to be pointing them to Jesus. I think the other takeaway is in relation to um, being in right relation with God, and something that you just said kind of just triggered it, and I was processing it. So if my face went blank while you were talking, because <laughs> I was thinking about I this, I saw that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, I think all of us have this um, one moment that kind of is a traumatic moment and pivotal in our growth Mm -hmm. where if we are not aware of that time, that age, that moment when it happens, if we're not aware of it, that's where we become emotionally stunted. And that's where the disconnect with Mm. God is. So like when you talk about middle school, like I, I know some of your background and things that were going on and maybe that was that same age and why you felt about God the way that you did Mm -hmm. and how it affected other people. And I think, I think for me, I need to go back and like find that moment and find that broken time because at least just it's it's one thing to recognize that my relationship with God is not right in this area, Uh but then to recognize when that happened and where 
then I can really get some healing in it and like let go of it and fling it and hurl it. That's really, really good. Um, because I keep thinking through like different relationships, which are like, okay, but not quite right. Mm -hmm. Or something's a little off Mm -hmm. and there is a common denominator for me. That's great. And I need to go back and figure out how to put those pieces back together. That's wise. Yeah. And Mark Batterson actually talks about that. (gasps) Who's got a brand new book. Yes. I've heard a lot about it. It looks very good. Um, but he talks about like kind of your earliest memories and how they stick out to you for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and like going through and just making a list of some of these prominent memories that Mm -hmm. stick out to you and looking at like, why are these sticking out to me? And then how do I see that pattern repeated? That's interesting. In my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about for you, Amber, two takeaways from this series? Um, the words one, obviously like really was, was powerful to me and, and, as we were talking about it, there were two people that are in my life right now that stick out. One that is just the most unbelievable encourager. Hmm. Um, I just know when I see this person, I'm going to be encouraged mm-hmm. just because of the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one that I want to turn around every time I see coming because they're discouraging. Yeah. They um, are negative. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not about me, it's just Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just an Eeyore, like yeah. truly, yeah. and and um, they both kind of came into my life around the same time, and they're just so different. Yeah, um, that it, it's just unbelievable to see. And which one do I want to be? Yeah, right. you know, right. And which one? I was and just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not. I, I am not as encouraging as she is. And I am like every day. I'm like, oh, I just I want to be more <laughs> like that. She sparks you to be a better person. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and so that really stood out to me. Yeah. I don't know that I'd made that distinction, um, but how interesting it is that those really two good. people are in my life at the same time. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I just want to say to our listeners, like this can all be very overwhelming, right? And you're like, well, where do I start with practical application? Well, how do I start to change? How do I, you know, it can just be very overwhelming. And I want to remind you all again, find yourself in prayer because prayer is so powerful. And I've said this often. It's one of the quotes that my pastor said about uh, one man on his prayer is more, um, powerful than 10 men in a pulpit. Mm -hmm. So get on your knees and just pray. Pray for God to rescue you. Pray for God to speak to you. Pray for God to show you. Pray circles around if it's your tongue or being sustained or having right relationships, whatever it is, just go to him because he will. It is his promise. He may not write it on a wall and it may not come immediately, but he is. you're going to see as he writes your story and you allow him the freedom to write your story, you're going to see that he is going to walk through it with you and bring you out on the other end. And it's going to be more beautiful than you could have ever imagined. Yes. So I appreciate the two of you sharing with us. I it's think interesting how she will... got out unscathed. I know she didn't have to share <laughs> I just anything. I kind of noticed that I had planned all along to turn the tables. Oh, I and didn't we let run you. out of A time. Good moderator won't allow <laughs> people to turn the tables. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. listen, we hope you all have enjoyed this. I hope you've enjoyed the entire series. We look forward to hooking up with you all in January. This yep. is taking us. Uh, we should be near the end of November now. Yep. Um, so we've got the holidays. You know that we take Christmas off and we be with our family and you be with your family (laughs) and um, just know that we love you and we can't wait to rendezvous with you again in January. We'll have a new theme and we'll have some new goodies coming out, I'm sure. Um, And so just know that, that you mean something to us. You matter. And uh, we and wish you with us on yeah, our, and connect, connect with, us. with us on our be together community group. That, that's yep. our, that's mm-hmm. our hub. Come it to is. the hub and just 
hang yeah, out with it'll us there. It'll be linked in the show mm-hmm. notes. Be together. Um, and we just want to hear from you. So just know that you're appreciated and we, um, it, we have fun. This is really good stuff for us too. So anyways, just happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2017. The best is yet to come.